Good morning, everyone. This is Naomi Nachman, and you are listening to Table for Two on the Nachum Siegel Network. For those of you who don't know me, I'm Naomi Nachman, and I'm about all the food, all the time. I love shopping for food, cooking food, eating food, anything food-related. I'm a kosher personal chef. My business is called The Aussie Gourmet. I, I, I wrote a cookbook. I have a catering business. And anytime you don't feel like cooking, you can give me a call. And right now, I'm about to start my next cookbook production. So I'm super excited that I've torn myself away from the kitchen to be here for the Nachen Siegel Network and all our listeners. So thank you, everyone, for joining in each week and sharing about my kosher food experiences, my kosher food traveling and sharing of great recipes, ideas, and amazing guests. But I want to hear from you. You know it. I love hearing from you guys. So email me, Naomi, at nachamsegel.com. And you can follow on all my antics on all, all the uh, social media outlets. Um, we have an incredible show. We've had a great lineup these last couple of weeks between the duck people and the mos- Moscato, what, liqueur, what was it? Mos- Moscato. Coffee liqueur, that's so good. One sip of that stuff on Friday night. I was like... <laughs> Very strong. Um, we've really had a couple of weeks, and next week I'm going to announce the winner of our giveaway. From um, we had the guys from Noga and Bison and Bourbon. We had Duddy in, and uh, we have a giveaway, and we will announce that next week. But yeah, it's been a really fun couple of weeks. I just want to give a shout out to uh, Habaita, the restaurant I ate at at Midtown this past week. I had to renew my Australian passport. What an ordeal! To renew an Australian passport is crazy. Do you know that? I have with me, I have with me Penny Ackerman from Get Paid. I'm going to just jump in and here and bring him in so I can talk in my monologue, which will not, no longer be in my monologue, about <laughs> Australia. <laughs> How are you? This is getting, uh, I was going to say, this is Penny from Get Paid. Good morning, everybody. How are you? Good, thank God. First time on the air? First time. Excellent. You have a voice for radio. Oh, well, my father actually was on the radio years and years ago. So What did he do? Um, he had a uh, Jewish radio show in Baltimore for many years when we were kids. We used to come down there. What but, was it called? Oh, gosh, I'm forgetting now. Oh, we got to find out. out. I'll find out. Well, this is in the iconic Nachum Siegel. Right, JM and AM. I'm going to hold up a sticker to the camera. So, so um, I don't know if you know this, Penny, but um, to renew an Australian passport is really hard. Um, you have to get, like, letters certified. You have to have a special photograph, like... It's insane, and especially for kids. I had to renew one of my kids' passports. So it was becoming a kid to an adult passport. You had to, like, have – I literally had about 10 forms signed, and if you wrote the date backwards, like, the whole Month world – Right? The whole world writes it one way except America. Mm-hmm. That All the forms were null and void, so we had to start all, start over, all again. over again. It was awful. <laughs> yeah, travel can be complicated. It, it was really insane. So I, I did it. So I came to the city – I went to the Australian consulate on, um, I was at 42nd and Lex, um, and it was great. But I'm like, of course, I need to go out to eat. And I had my daughter with me. Um, so I turned on Kosher GPS, which is great. Actually, he's going to be on my show next week, our final show for the season. Um, Yitzi Katz, who developed that program. I'm great not, app. Yep. It's Super familiar with it. A yeah, life Use it whenever we go anywhere. It's amazing. Yeah. Um, I need to know what restaurants are on there. Upper East Side or Mid East Side, I would say. And we find Abaita, um, pizza, pasta. I believe it's owned by Srili Subar and one of the, and a partner who uh, set, set up another chef. It's a chef driven restaurant. It was unbelievable. The food was amazing. So I'm going to give them a big, big shout out um, to how fantastic Abaita was. So everyone make your way over there. Um, and you've got to have the artichokes. <laughs> they were like mind blowing. They had. Two guys just peeling artichokes, fresh artichokes. I'm sure Beth Warren, who was here in the house with us, our uh, in-house nutritionist and foodie guide to uh, eating a healthy life, and she has a cookbook out there. So I'm sure brand new. We're going to be talking to her later on the show, Secrets of a Kosher Girl. I'm sure artichokes, Beth, are very healthy. Yes, they're definitely approved, and um, they're actually free on the plan. Unlimited. On on your plan, Mm -hmm. on Beth's plan, which we will hear more about at the second hour of the show. Okay, yeah, so um, big shout-out to Abaita. So I've eaten at some great places, and this is definitely uh, right up there. I I was completely blown away by the whole team there and the service, so uh, go check that out. Okay, so, Penny, let's bring you back in. Let's talk. I've had one of your partners from PEYD get paid, right? Get the joke. 
because you get paid. So uh, we've had he's P for Penny. We've had Ellie in the show. Yeah. Um, so now now Penny's Penny's up to bat. So tell us about the beginning of Get Paid. How'd you guys all get together, and why? So, so it's a funny story. Interestingly enough, um, we've actually known each other for many years. Ellie Yakov. So Penny Ellie Yakov Duddy. That's P-E-Y-D. And now there's more people, but we didn't just add the letters and uh, it'd be too complicated. <laughs> like, a, like a law firm doesn't yeah, have... Yeah, we don't have that. Um, so we were actually, we were in camp together years ago, uh, Camp Eishel, which is now Camp Haverim. Um, it's attached to Maganav uh, for adults with uh, special needs. And um, Yaakov and I, we were in Yeshiva together. So we've known each other for, without aging myself, about 20 <laughs> years. Okay. Um, He's much and, younger uh, than me. <laughs> yeah. And um, so years ago... It started really when the, after the market crashed in 08. And so the credit companies, uh, American Express and the banks, were putting these promotions out for people to sign up for a card. And you would get 100,000 points when you would sign up for a card. <coughs> Excuse me. A credit card. A credit card. Um, they would give you 100,000 points and they would give you 20,000 if you would refer somebody to sign up. So, you know, we were, Yaakov, who started the company, was pretty savvy and had a large network, and he was convincing friends and family, and he would call us up and, and say, you know, sign up for cards, and then we'll find someone to sell them to. Um, and it was, you know, it was the Wild West. You know, people were signing up. You could earn millions of points, you know, in, in a heartbeat. Um, and then the question is what to do with them. So you could either use them for travel or find someone that you could buy them. So that's really how it started, uh, literally like in a garage. And we started in this tiny little office about the size like of... Like you and Steve Jobs. Yeah. We're the Jewish <laughs> Google, right? Uh, or Apple. Um, Amen. So, uh, yeah. So it was about an office about this size. Uh, I remember we sat there with folding tables and chairs. Um, and uh, it's been almost seven years now. Um, and we've, you know, we, we've processed probably... Ellie would know the numbers exactly. I want to say close to two billion points. Okay. What does that mean about the points? Because I'm sure I know and, and ZK and Beth know. But what... People who are new to the whole point system, or I've heard about it, but don't really know about it. What is the whole points thing? What does that mean? So I'll break it down. Um, get 100,000 points for signing right. up a card. For what? Like when right. you use Waze and you report an accident, it goes, you got six points. Right. But what for? No, okay. <laughs> right? Good exactly question. right. It's a good question. So the credit card companies and the airlines, um, it, there's a currency there that they use uh, to incentivize people to spend money on the credit card or to travel and things like that. And then the question is, how do you redeem them? So for the average Joe, let's say, who's not necessarily flying to Australia uh, often, um, so if you're just using them and you're not traveling that much, so you can, the, the airlines or the credit card companies will offer you to redeem them through their system through for a gift card, for a statement credit, things like that. And generally, the rate that they're going to give you um, is much lower than what the highest value would be. So there's, there's a valuation that you can use it for, like Dan from Dan Zeal's posts, you could stay in the Maldives and he got three and a half cent valuation. How did he do that? Because the hotel room was $350 a night and it only cost him a thousand points, let's say. So there's your valuation of $350. But if you and I are not going to the Maldives every week when we sign up for credit cards, there's a value for us to purchase them and use it for somebody to be able to do that. Okay. So, so the average person is, let's say, spending money on a credit card and they're earning one point for every dollar spent. So you, there are ways to earn more and that's a whole nother conversation. That, that right. we do for businesses and individuals, we can explain to them how a business can... So if you're a business owner listening to this and you want to learn how to utilize the points for your company's credit card, you should give these guys a call. Exactly. We do a lot of that. I mean, on the individual side, we've been doing that for years. And the past three years, we've focused heavily on businesses that can increase the bottom line by either reducing expenses and also if they use it for travel, then it's a slam dunk. Even if they're not using it for travel, there are certain expenses that will trigger uh, multiples of points. You can get two points, you get one and a half points. Um, so there's a lot of valuations in how you can use it. But... Just to explain again, if you use the points for travel, then you know... Which which I clearly do. You guys know how much I travel. Yeah, we help Naomi a lot with her travel. <laughs> um, so if you're using it for travel, you can be reducing... Your out-of-pocket expense can be zero if you use the points very well. Um, and even if not, we can we can take those points and apply the value and book the ticket. Because so we have a department that books travel. So as you know, Naomi, um, we can buy your points. And instead of you laying, you know, laying out money for a trip... So we have very often, we'll get phone calls. People are making... A, a bar mitzvah in Israel, and they want to take the whole family. Um, and we say, no problem. You have all these points saved up. You can use it for that. You want to go away in the wintertime. You want to go somewhere warm. You can use your points for that. So we kind of remove the barriers of, of the limitations where a credit card company will say, oh, you can only use your points for you know, blackout dates, and you can't use it here. You can't use it there. We say, no problem. We, there's no blackout dates with us. We can buy the points, 
and we have a full service travel agency that can book the travel. Right. So my daughter is actually going to um, on a program to Israel, uh, in a couple of weeks uh, with JLIC. Um, she's it's a really cool program. I'm just going to give the program a bit of a shout out. I don't know the official name of it. Um, it's it's for college students. You t- do an internship during the day, and there's um, learning at night for the girls, which I think is such a great thing for college college girls. You know, it's a nice full program because there's not so much going on for them in the summer, and I needed ticket books, and I you know I just couldn't. Think I didn't want to use my points. You know, I want to save it for a big trip. You know, my husband and I are having our 25th wedding anniversary wow, coming up. Stuff. Yeah, so I'm like saving all our points. I didn't want to use it. So I'm like, I'm just going to I'm gonna pay for it cash. But I just can't, I couldn't deal and I couldn't work out. I wanted her to go to London. She wanted to go to London and stay with a friend from seminary. But she's paying for that portion of it, paying me back. Like, was, how am I going to book this ticket? I called the guys. Right. Guys, so, so help me out. So, like, it's a regular travel agency as well. Right. So I want to talk about that for a second. A lot of people know us or recognize us um, as points. Right. And they'll call us up and say, "Oh, I didn't know you do regular travel." And we do that all day. We have we've been doing that now for I think five years. We've been booking regular flights, like you mentioned, flights to Israel, seminary students, flights to Israel, Pesach, Sukkot, all the hot spots. Um, the hot seasons when people are going, uh, we are full service uh, certified travel agency. The advantage is that, like you mentioned, you can either say, I want to pay for this trip out of pocket and that trip, I'd rather use my points. Right, that's what so I'm doing. We can maximize, we can look at it and say, well, what do you want to do? We have people call us up and say, I want to pay for the flights regular, but I'm also going to need an apartment or I need a driver or I want to rent a car. So you could do that too? So we have full service. So we can offer oh. all the service. What we've done I is- I didn't actually know that part. Yeah, we can oh. leverage. At this point, now that we've been doing it for so many years, we leverage all of those relationships with, with our partners that handle full service, VIP service, tours. Um, Pesach programs is big because people will go away for Pesach. There's a lot of elements, a lot you of tentacles. You could pay tentacles. program on points. I saw that ad that you could- we part- yes, absolutely. We partner up with numerous Pesach programs that you can pay for points. There's camps, summer camps. Um, really? What summer camps? Well, in the five towns by us, there's a bunch of camps. Shira has us on there. Um, yeah, there's, a nu- uh, there's That's numerous a new camps. Camp. That's a new girls camp in the five towns. Yeah. Um, so I think what, what we've done is educated the general populace to understand that points have a cash value. And if, and if you want actual money, you can just right. cash it out. But it can also be used for things you might not be able to do. You might not have thought that you could take your whole... Like Pesach is a great example because people will say, well, it's expensive for me to get two rooms. I don't know if I can stay the whole time. We say, wait a minute, you have all these points saved up. You can Now you can take your grandkids. You can take an extra room. You can stay for the whole program. So it, it's really educated the populace to understand that the points have a cash value. And certainly when it comes to travel because what people in their head, they understand the points that could be used for travel, but they might have a hard time actually utilizing them so they call us up like exactly like you're saying right. I have points I don't want to use them now I want to use them later what makes the most sense so we do a lot of that analyzing did you do and- cruises yeah I'm dying to go on a cruise so <laughs> anything that cruise. we don't do in house we have partners that do it because they're handling the cruise even if it's really paying for the cruise with a credit card if somebody has points we'll buy their points and then they can go on the cruise so we're, when you look at it as as a picture of using your points to pay for anything we pay tuition bills. There's actually a local school that has us on the tuition statement. Not that many people utilize the, the option. That is hilarious. <laughs> but I would. <laughs> right, people people don't reckon, you don't think necessarily that spending money on a credit card will actually pay for those types of expenses. So Amazing. I can't tell you how many shaitels we've bought. <laughs> with points that, That's uh, actually not a bad idea with yeah, points. It's it's very any expense that people wouldn't necessarily have the cash on hand to be able to lay out, but they have the. I love the whole loyalty points thing. I think companies are brilliant when they do loyalty points. Like you know, the cup of coffees you buy nine, the tenth, this free. Uh-huh. The nails, my my on on Gigi nails on seat on uh, my cent- wife goes there. Yeah, yeah, me on Central <laughs> Avenue. I have points, uh-huh. and like every time. I have a lot, you know, I have a lot of daughters, everyone. You know, I have like four girls. <laughs> and there's always someone that needs something at, you know, the salon. Um, not, not, we're not so jappy, but, you know, girls are girls. <laughs> let's put it real. Eyebrow waxing, whatever. <laughs> Nails, um, haircuts, whatever. And we put it all on the points that, that he has his own point system. And I'm saying like every, my kids aren't allowed to go without the points card and logging in their whatever it is, and like every fifth or sixth thing, I get one one thing free, and that's great. There's also mags for miles. People don't realize when you have the little, a little bit of miles, like 600 miles, you can't, it's very hard for Not you guys for to buy. Not much for us to do anything with it, right? But you go to magsformiles.com, 
and you can use those, I call them micro miles, right? A small <laughs> yeah. amount of miles. You can get a subscription to um, Southern Living magazine, right. which is great, tons of great recipes. So, like, you can utilize your points that way. So, like, I'm very big into, like, I don't know how I got into f- realizing this, but besides airline points, there are so many other ways that you can save money. Yeah, there's a lot. And especially when it comes to travel, I found recently, you could probably speak to this more, that the the types of requests that we're getting for travel are not just regular. They want people that want to go to Israel on vacation or they want to go to Florida. It seems like, and I think because of the kosher food that's kind of, the palate has expanded, that people are traveling to more far-flung places. Oh, unbelievable. And it's- yeah, places that we're doing research, you know, I don't never heard, either never heard of or don't have any experience. We have obviously travel partners that are familiar with it. Right. And we get requests, obviously, you know, only places that have kosher food or I know that there's a kosher restaurant there. Right. Um, I, I can help you out with that. <laughs> right. But there's a lot of this, like we were discussing a minute ago about the poke bowls off there. There's a lot of this, people want to taste, they're like, they want to go somewhere because they want to taste the foods taste the food and so now we can help we can get them there and then we can advise you know we have people you know the it seems like people have expanded their horizons when it comes to travel um that it's we've unbelievable it's really unbelievable you open up the mishpacha magazine and there are a million tours going on right everybody knows i'm going with miriam schreiber kosher legacy tours it's a bit of a mouthful there in one breath uh to india and if people want to go on her tour and travel you can get your tickets from get paid or, you know. But also, guys, when I I was on a a business trip in the last about two weeks ago, three weeks ago, I was put up overnight. Um, I was doing some filming for a company and we stayed overnight somewhere and they paid for the hotel. But when I went to the hotel with something, I think it was a Hilton, I'm a Hilton Honours member, I checked in. Even though they get all the points for paying for it, there's something called a staying point. Is that what it's called? So just because I I, I was the body in the room, and I'm a member, I got points for that. Right. And I got free Wi-Fi and a bottle of water, extra water, right? Like it's it's great. Like you just have to know what to do. When I went on Birthright, um, I logged, when I checked in, I, it was with uh, Belgium Air, I think, or Brussels Air, and I gave my, which is part of the Star Alliance, uh-huh. I gave my 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 loyalty number in to, to the, to the uh, partner yeah. airline, and I got... 40,000 points, whatever it was, just for flying, even though... Yeah, it's in it, like you mentioned before about you know going to the nail salon. They're incentivizing you to tag their reward system to it. And and we're saying that not only is there a reward within that system, there's, there's, a, there's a reward program that we can apply it to even outside of that. That's I where we come it, in. I think it's great. It's, it's so genius. I've been doing the point system for more than 25 years. Before it was a shtick because when I would fly to Australia on United Airlines, it used to be 60,000 points to Sydney. Right, that's nothing. Now it's yeah, eighty. Yeah, no, yeah. Right, so now it's eighty, and it went up eight to eighty points already fifteen years ago. But early on, it was sixty sixty thousand points to Australia. If me, my husband, and one kid was flying, we would we would um, accrue miles, and I would save those miles. If I bought something on a credit card, I would mm-hmm. you know on the United credit cards because United Airlines, it would all add up. And every once in a while, we had a free ticket. Or my parents had a free ticket from flying or from credit cards, and. I, since for 25 years, but now it's gotten even better. So it, get, it gets complicated. There was when a you, lot of blackout dates, though. Right, so it gets complicated. So if you know in that specific scenario that you know you're going to want to fly United, then it makes sense to get something that we're in United. But very often we'll get phone calls and people say, I'm not sure what I'm doing. I'd like to have my options open. So then there's cards that might make sense for that. If somebody has a hyper-specific thing, they're saving up for a trip to Australia or something, they know they're going to want to fly a certain airline, or a business that knows that they always fly Delta, because they're flying people on a certain Delta route. So based on that information, we can suss out which card makes the most sense for them based on their spending habits, how much they're spending on each purchase, how often are they flying. So we can analyze all that data and say, well, based on your spending habits and your travel habits, here's what we recommend. What would you recommend for a typical person going grocery shopping, gas, you know, everyday living expenses? What would be a really good card to get so, with good value, good points back, cash back, whatever it so is? So Amex Everyday. Is a, the American Express Everyday Card is a good American Express card. Membership reward points are always valuable, um, and they transfer to partner airlines. Uh, American Express has a Starwood program that everyone's familiar with. Yeah, that has but a, what's with Marriotts joining? So, uh, I don't know how to merge my Marriott. Maybe you'd do that. So for me. It, yeah, can you it, do that for me? I've got of Marriott. Of course we can. It's, yeah, we I've can, got Marriott. You can merge into Marriott. It's a little I've complicated in, in, in what's going to end up being in the future, and that's probably another. That's that in and of itself is an entire show. Right. Um, so there's no way to know if the value will devaluate 
tremendously or not. But right now, uh, star reports historically have been and, and still are the highest cash value, as well as redemption value. They're significant. Very Amazing. often, people are able to use them for hotel stays at at least a two cent valuation. So when I went to Hawaii, we were talking about before. You guys booked my tickets. I sold Avios points. Yeah, we got. Two tickets with that, and I used which you guys took care of for me and booked the flights and all the changing of the to go to the different islands. Did it all on points. That's how I do all that travel. People go, "How do you travel so much?" I'm like, "Points. I'm the queen of points." <laughs> and and um and the hotels all on SPG. So yeah, so even if you're not if you're not able to use them even for hotel, Starwood has a very high cash value anyway. So like it, it happens very often if I'm talking to somebody in the street and they'll start talking about credit cards, they'll pull out their wallet and start showing me the credit cards that they use. <laughs> Let me show you what so, I've got. <laughs> so a Starwood card is I highly recommend American Express every day. Maybe the gold card if there's certain purchases that you know you're gonna get double or triple points. So I use um, Chase Reserve. It costs me money. But you know you travel. But I travel, so I get $300 worth of travel a and, year. And when you book a ticket, actually through Chase, you'll get one and a half times the points for a ticket. So a, a $1,500 ticket would only cost $1,000. Okay, I totally lost out on that. If you Okay, so again, Chase Sapphire Reserve, if you know your travel, you, and when you book it through the Chase... Oh, when you book it through. When you book it through Chase, you can get one and a half times the points, the value. So a $1,500 okay, so ticket instead of, would only be $1,000. Okay. Oh, that's so, very cool. That's when we're Guys, coming. I hope you caught that. that one. The other thing is a, a business platinum card for any party that anybody that's going to be making purchases of $5,000 or more individual purchases. So businesses, uh, people that are buying inventory, a $5,000 purchase triggers one and a half times the points. So all of a sudden you end up with 7,500 points for $5,000 spend. No, for each spend on over $5,000 on a business platinum card, you get one and a half times the points. Oh, that's cool. So, I so in, yeah, so individually, American Express every day, grocery shopping, nails, things like that. If you're the business or anybody individually that's spending $5,000 on an individual charge, I would recommend a business platinum because you get one and a half. Oh, that's very cool. So I, I with the, this Chase Reserve, you get three points for every restaurant. And you guys know that I am obsessed with eating out, right? Like so, as, as much as I'm obsessed with cooking, I'm obsessed with eating out. Um, you get three or four points per restaurant that you go to. Right. So I have a, we, the, we use that just for restaurants um, and, and hotel and travel or go on that card because it's two to three points. I also use Capital One because <coughs> you get double points, double and, points. and right. it's very good for travel because right. you just take that off so as well. It, it's, hard. it's always a tough question that's like somebody saying, what's the best car for me to get? I don't know. Depen where do you drive? Do you have a long commute? You're right. you, become, you know, so the best car depends. Like you said, if you know you're eating out a lot, even though you're going to be traveling. Right. And one more thing about, let's talk about TSA. What tips can you give us for TSA? Get TSA pre. Whew, you need to have that. <laughs> which you get free. Well, not free. Well, they America, take it off. They yeah, take it off your um, on, on the, entry. Yeah, the global entry. Yeah, yeah I love Highly that. recommend it. And even it, when you travel with kids, I notice that my kids sometimes get tagged along if I have it. Oh, no, if, like, yeah, anyone under eight. eight Eight or ten. Eight or ten. I think it's I twelve. You should try to get them in. My little kid. No, I'm saying even if it's not on there. No, if they're I'm, not on my global entry, I bring no, them No, but through. if you walk them through with the kids very often, I've had them where they're just like, okay. No, yeah, yeah. they let you. That's yeah, they let you. Yeah, yeah. My, they my, ask like ten years old. Like, they kind of yeah. ask their age. But yeah. Le, my, my ten-year-old, Leora, she, she some, because if she's booked with me, she always it always comes up on her boarding pass TSA. If right. If you're, I mean, if, it's on, if she's if, on your If ticket. she's on my, on, on my booking right. code. Uh, yeah. So so that's that's great. Yeah. I love I love um the TSA pre-checks. It's the whole world is actually catching up. So sometimes the line is shorter on the other line. Yeah. Early in the morning for business travelers, I noticed if you take these early 6 a.m. flights, they all the business travelers have it. So sometimes they just pop over to the regular line because you're not right. you're not you, gaining anything. But you have to take your shoes off, yeah. you know. <laughs> but I love I love the TSA pre-check. So I did TSA and everyone should know about this. I did TSA and not global. You're supposed to really apply for global, which includes While you're TSA. There anyway. Yeah, it's different office yeah. because my husband, I did TSA because that's what someone told me to do. And then I went and did it. It was great. And then someone goes, and my husband got global. Global entry. So he, could, which includes TSA. So when we came back from Miriam Schreiber's legacy tour last year from Asia, yes. He, he could he yeah. could walk right through, walk right through and through. I had to stand online for an hour because I wasn't global, which is it's on the coming return. Coming from overseas. It's global entry, right. It's right, coming from overseas. TSA is within the United States. And you also right. have to check your airline because not all airlines and not all right. hotels have it. It's interesting because there are all these ancillary parts of travel that people don't necessarily think about. They might be thinking about where they want to go, but you got to talk about what are they going to be eating. 
and just the experience from getting from off the plane or getting onto the plane to the destination, it could make a big difference. When we book big big trips for people to Israel, very often we'll offer if they want VIP service when you get off the plane. What does that mean? VIP service when you get off the plane, they meet you at the jetway. Wait, which airline? Any airline. It's they do it in any airport, but Tel Aviv specifically. Only from my personal experience, when you're traveling with a bunch of kids on a 12-hour flight, and you get off the plane, and there's somebody there with a sign that says, you know, Naomi Nachman, they're an Ackerman family. It is, it is a huge, it's a game changer. I'm okay, telling you. Okay, that's something I didn't know. Yeah, I Guys, know. I'm li- listening, I'm literally hearing this. Absolute game changer because okay. they meet you at the jetway. Who's they? It's either a lady or a man. Yeah, the escort. It's, no, it's, no, the no, escort no, is it's someone from, it's someone from the Ben-Gurion television. Yeah. Okay. okay. No, they, 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 they sneak you oh, out. Man, yeah, the they meet, oh, you've taken it. You, they meet you at the jetway with a name. First of all, Naomi, just having somebody there with your name on it, that's cool. Yeah, that's cool. I know. So they meet you at the, at the, at right when you walk out of the plane. And then they shuffle you off to this back Elevator, door. Yeah, uh, they grab your handbags or whatever, put you in a nice air-conditioned van. You get to wave at all everybody like, ha ha. You oh, know, the queen, yeah. they drive you through, through the tarmac and they sneak you in the back and they walk you through. Um, they put you on a customs. different line for customs and through security and they wait with you with your bags. I'm and then if it. you if you have given them your drivers, like if you have a car service, the driver's phone number, they connect you with the driver and they put you on. Is and it's not that expensive. I was going to say, does this cost a lot of money? I, I'm often, I'm pretty sure it's either one fifty or one ninety nine for four people. So and if you take and if you want more, type. no, I don't think so. And if you have more, I think it's fifty dollars more person, something like that. It is worth every penny. I'm, I'm telling you. When we have when we book big trips, we usually throw it in complimentary, depending on the size of the that's trip a, they were booking. That's a nice of you. It makes a huge difference <gasps> when you get off the plane, and and I'm everyone's like, exhausted, and it just walk breezes you right through. It's. Also, when you're checking in, uh, there's also the way to do it on the way in. Yeah. This is the most ZK's ever spoken He's on excited. a radio show. He's excited. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, there's a lot of parts of travel that people don't that people don't recognize. Whether, like you said, TSA, getting off the plane with VIP. I would want to have sandwiches waiting for me and a coffee. Can we have that thrown in? <laughs> I'm sure you could. The find ultimate someone. foodie. <laughs> you know, when I land in Australia, and I haven't been to Sydney in four years, um, but I know when I land, there's a between the Getting meeting my dad always picks us up from the airport at six a.m. because all flights land in Sydney from America at around six a.m. Picks me up between the you know where you greet the people and you hug yay and then to the parking lot. There's an amazing coffee shop outside and that's my first line that I go to. I'm like I cannot go to the car without that coffee. (laughs) Great coffee. So I'm all about like all the food at all these places. You know people people do fly to Chicago just to eat at Milts. Right, so you can now go to any kosher restaurant, and this is really my theme here. People are like, oh, you're talking about food and travel, and we've spoken a lot about travel, even though usually it's a lot about food. Mm. But this is my two biggest passions, and you know, there is restaurants, destination restaurants that I want to go to around the world, and people do do this. I know it sounds crazy, but they want to go to Tierra Sur in California. Book your tickets. We should Delicious. make a package deal. I love that. We've been um, there numerous times. Ah, it's the experience. The entire experience there. I sitting love in Oxnard. It's it's beautiful. Want, have you been? Yeah, I love beautiful. Chef Gabe Garcia. Yeah, He's go see a rock star. Shout out to you. He's amazing, and he'll sit at your table. He'll sit and schmooze with food. He's given me tours. Yeah. We've walked around there, like private tours of the kitchen. I mean, you can also take a tour of the winery, but which is self guided. Um, but it's awesome. You want to go to Milts? Hop on a plane. People do that. They go to. Um, shout out to you, Brian Greika. You go eat the ribs at there, like you want at at or shallots or where else is it? where are, and Miami? Zach the Baker. Right. Actually, I, I just went, I, I I think they just changed hashkachas. So or from meat to dairy to dairy or meat, to meat or both. Meat. They yeah. changed hashkachot and then they are they also made their deli back to being milk. Really? Yeah, right. So there are some great restaurants around the world. You want to go, use your points. It's very accessible. It's very e- much easier to travel to get to these places for food reasons or whatever you want. Just, it's, it's, you just call us up. We, we've gotten some interesting requests. You'd be surprised. But What's the craziest place? I mean, there's places that I haven't, I'm not, I can't even pronounce. Vietnam. I've I been to Vietnam. Right, it's Vietnam. Ho Chi Minh um, yeah. and Saigon with Miriam Schreiber's Kosher Legacy Tours. <laughs> I'm just, okay, it keeps coming up yeah, today. Like you mentioned before, the tours in Africa. The, the, the tours, we've been getting a lot of that. The safaris, um, India. We've India, had. yeah. India's, I'm so excited for that. Yeah. And the food in India. Wow. Right. I, we were talking about this off there also, about the curry and about a lot of these foods that haven't really made it yet into the Jewish. People, there the are Jewish very palette. few kosher Indian restaurants with 
for me, a heksha that I eat at. I'm like very particular. So, you know, everyone does their own. No one's judging. There's, you know, but there's, there's, we were talking about this maybe a couple of weeks ago, ZK, on the show as well, right? Talk about different Indian restaurants. There's a great one in Stanford, Connecticut. But I actually want to go to India and learn Indian cooking from Indians and bring it back. But Jewish people aren't so. It's a bit Sephardic, right? It's cumin yeah. and allspice. I think people aren't used to the spice. Right. It's a different you know, that, that flavor. flavor. Different profile, flavor profile. For sure. So, okay. Well, if you guys want to join me in India and Miriam Schreiber, and you want to use points or use, you know, Call buy, us up. We'll buy get you there. tickets. We'll get you there. Um, Miriam can, you know, facilitate things also. But, but you know, if these guys, you're based in New York. You, the customer service is amazing. Um, besides the fact that I, I, I actually came to get paid through E. Ellie because we all worked at Camp Dina together and then um, back in the day. Um, with um, And then I got to know the rest of the guys. But I really like if you've got a business and you're accruing points, it's really the smart way to go. Just call us up, see what we can do. Okay, amazing. And then you can get paid. <laughs> Exactly. Amazing. Thank you so much for Penny for sitting with us. My you pleasure. can Thank welcome you very much to see so, yeah, I'm gonna just get you guys to switch seats. You'll join in uh, our conversation. Um and I have Beth Warren in the house for the fourth, fifth time. I'm not it's sure. It's like the fifth time. Yeah. Uh, Beth Beth and I actually met through the Nakam Siegel Network. Yep. Her at the time uh, agent was Trina Kay, who was my agent for my book for Art Scroll. Yep. And she, uh, Trina reached out to me, said, I've got this lovely girl <laughs> who's a nutritionist. And she came on my show. She sent me her book. And it was great ever since we have become. Yeah, that was my first book. We have become great friends. Um, she was on the show when, how many weeks ago was that? Good couple of weeks. Was it before oh, Shavuot? Oh, for the, yes, before Shavuot. We yeah, we Nach- did a dairy recipe. At Nahum's live lunch. Yes. Uh, was a Tuesday, a Thursday? I think it was Wednesday. A no, Wednesday, it was Wednesday. A Wednesday. Yeah. Everything's a blur in my head. <laughs> well, yeah, you have a lot going on. A lot going on. Um, So do you. <laughs> um, So we did a live lunch uh, frittata. We actually yeah. had a live lunch frittata on the live lunch. Right. <laughs> uh, with Nahum at Wesley Kosher back up in Monty a couple of weeks ago. And every time Beth and I get together in the city to come on the show, we meet at Union Square and we had a little walk around Union Square. Yeah, the Green Market. Yeah. And we... Had some little pastries. One thing I love about Beth, she might be a dietitian, but she she eats like regular people. I love food. She loves I love food. all foods. That's how I think we we get along right. so well because I do love all foods. Right, you love, and she like she. You know, I, I buy this pastry. I don't know if you saw on my Instagram story, but I bought I don't even a canel. I think it's called, and it's like sugar and cream and eggs and fattening. And she like I had to taste and it, and she had to taste <laughs> it. So I like really appreciate that about you, Beth. Yeah, you you uh, keep it real. For sure. But isn't that the name of your first book? Yeah, Living a Real Life with Real Food. And then I carry that over now into Secrets of a Kosher Girl. Okay. This is the book. If I actually talk on about in there how important it is to treat yourself. And this is a 21-day plan specifically. But the goal of the 21-day plan is you're supposed to treat yourself once a week because you have to learn how to trust yourself and be mindful around food so that you know how to deal with yourself when you're around a green market that you want to try a treat, you know? Right, right. Yeah, like besides I don't, the radishes. <laughs> yeah, besides the radishes. I don't try a treat from you and now all of a sudden, like I'm overthinking it and tonight I'm just going to be like, oh, remember the, you know, the the treat I tried from Naomi and then the everything unravels. The treat was unravels. half like, a bite of yeah, my Yeah, like it, it happened and you enjoyed it and that was interesting and it's over. So that's what this teaches you also. Okay, so let's talk of, uh, about the physical book. Yeah. I want to just show everyone how beautiful it is. So our front cover, and then we turn to the. It's really it's a, it's a, it's not it's more than a cookbook. It's a, much more than a cookbook. It's really a guide to learning how to eat. But the photography for the book in the middle is beautiful, done by our good friends Moshi Walaga and style photography Moshi and Renee, style by Renee. Yeah, I actually had to insist on those food photos because technically this would be in the diet. Renee uh, Muller. We forgot her last name. Yeah. Sorry. One Renee Muller. Um, and I, I love having food photos in my books. And even though it's technically more of a diet book than a cookbook, even though there's over 50 recipes in there, I insisted on the food photos. I'm so happy I did because you want to see what you're eating. Um, and a couple of them are double spreads where it's showing you all the snacks on the plan or there's a lot of salads on the plan. So there's a double spread. Yeah. Oh, that's the sweet potatoes and the eggplant. Um so, yeah, you need food photos. These I, are beautiful. Yeah, that beautiful. one is actually to show how to make jarred salads because I wanted to show how it's practical to, 
you know, make all these veggies all the time. I love this. So I, I love try this. To, I try to simplify it a lot in this book and, and make it realistic as best as I could for a 21-day commitment like this. So let's talk about the actual plan. Mm-hmm. So, well, it's called Secrets of a Kosher Girl, first of all, because through my private practice, I have, you know, Beth Warren Nutrition, which is my private practice. Right. That's my So people can come started. and have a private consultation. Yes, yes. She walks you through the program and stays in touch with you while you do it. Yeah. So when I was counseling there with clients, and of course, everyone, quote unquote, knows what to do, but they don't know why they can't lose weight or they don't know why they're losing control around food. And... I just started developing the whole mindset of, you know, mindful eating and and just like getting to the root of the issue of why you're not reaching your goals um, as opposed to being like, I'm telling you exactly what to eat. Well, anybody could really do that. You could just make yourself eat 600 calories a day and lose, but you didn't learn anything about yourself. And because of that, you're not going to be able to maintain it. So now the trend in the world is more intuitive, mindful eating. But, you know, these books takes years These books take years to develop. So we've been talking about this the whole time. So from a kosher perspective, we're supposed to be more aware and mindful of what we're eating. That is the intention of, let's say, saying brachot. And we say brachot before. We say bracha after. You could take these moments to think about what you ate. You know, you could take a breath. You know, these things are all meant to, to... they could not, this isn't why we do it, but it could be used as behaviors to help us be more mindful around our food. And because you're being more mindful, then you're able to make more decisions, clear-headed decisions about what you're eating and why you want to eat it and how much you want to eat. So the purpose of the 21 days is supposed to be really a training period. So I know it's called diet and I know all these things because really that's what people need to hear. Like, oh, a diet. But really the 21 days are a training period for people to relearn themselves without having obstacles like tons of artificial sweeteners that make your sweet tooth really high and all these other things that make you think you don't like eating healthy. So that's what you're going to learn throughout the 21 days. And the plan gives you step-by-step what to do each day along with recipes that are so simple. I give you um, at the bottom of each day Beth's prep tip. So I'll explain like, okay, pull the chicken burger out. You're going to need that for tomorrow. Or, you know, don't forget to put the chia pudding overnight. Um, So I try to really, really handhold people. We've tried and tested this strategy specifically from the book. Um, A few groups, like at least five groups of people over the past three years Um, so we got all the questions down and I really think that people could, I wanted to give them the book. It's soft cover so they could throw it in their bag and always pull it out and always reference it. It's really going to be like their best friend. Um, because I I want people to be successful. I love it. I love the fact that you have, um, little, what's this? What do you call these for? Mindful meditations, I called it. Every day, every day. It's like a mantra to set you up for the day. So we talk a lot about mindfulness. So one way I put that into, I I weave that into the 21-day plan is you wake up and you... You say this, I call it like a Jewish quote, but I don't know, you know, like the first one's about Rabbi Hillel, like if um, if I'm not for myself, who is for me, and if not now, when? So, and then I give my little like blurb about how, you know, you got to take action now, and if you're not going to do it for yourself, who are you going to do it for? So each day starts with something like that um, to just get you like refocused, wake up and have a fresh new day, and then I give you um, a fitness goal. And in the chapters, I explain why these these components are important. Then I give you the fitness goal. Very easy. Either it's a YouTube link, something you could do on your own, or you saw at the end I had the little like right. cuties. She has yoga. I had these little cute um, diagrams that you could just do at I'm, home. I'm looking for it. Yeah, because I'm, I'm very. I'm so do that. Like, look at that. Yeah. Little yoga. Yeah. Because I'm very much into, and I explain this in the book, quality exercise over quantity. I need you to just do, focus on something you know, within 30 minutes that you could do, and it's very effective. I don't need people to go running for three hours. I don't need people to do something. But it's like, just say you don't have, th- I don't have 30 minutes in a day to exercise. I've got to be honest, yeah. right? That's my. Yeah. Well, some of these are even, by like- the way, 10, 15, 20 minutes. They're not Yeah, I need 10 30. minutes. Yeah. Also, something you should consider is you could spread things out over the course of the day. Right, you 10 minutes always morning, find- 10 minutes at night. Yeah, like if you watch my Instagram, my stories, like if I'll be working to have like a, five minute break you know I have these like bands I call them bands they're like elastic bands that you can wrap around your legs or your ankles or even do arm exercises with yeah and especially on my long client days that I'm sitting for like 12 hours getting up and doing something like that is very helpful you have to think like less is more just every opportunity that you could throw in something that's fitness related is matters right right it's it's important I see as I've gotten older 
when you know in your twenties you could just cut back on something and you lose weight. In your thirties, without exercise, yeah, and diet, it doesn't come off. I think yeah. our metabolism changes every ten years. Yeah, well, you know, the more muscle mass you have, the less fat mass you're going to have. And uh, what you'll talk about, what I talk about in the book, is I'm not into like the number on the scales per se. We use an InBody in my practice. It's a machine that calculates your fat, muscle, water, your metabolism based off your muscle mass. So we're very um, targeted and pinpointed on what you're losing. I'm not interested in people losing 60 pounds um, of muscle in a month because that's just going to make your whole metabolism get slower. And ultimately, in a year or five years, how you're much gain is your 60 pounds back. of muscle? Is that a lot or a little bit? Sorry, no, that's a lot. I, don't, I just threw the name, number 60 out of there. But this one only shows um, six to 11 pounds of loss in the three weeks, um, which is just an average that we saw, and that's considered fast to me. So you have to how, think that fast. Say that again. It says six to eleven pounds of weight loss. In six to seven, six to seven pounds of weight loss. Six to eleven. Six to eleven. It was a big spread. It's yeah, it's a double. big spread. It's more like women versus men, or someone who has more to lose versus less. Um, I'm very honest in the book. You know, we don't make f- fake promises. I want people to know that um, if they've struggled before to lose, let's say they retain a lot of water or you're on a lot of medications that you just see it on the scale slower, you'll obviously be more on the lower end of loss. But you, you, it wouldn't mean that you're not losing fat. It's just the scale is shows everything. It shows if you had something salty the night before. It shows, right. you know, if you, yeah, if you went on an airplane and came off, you'll be more. If you have to go to the bathroom. Really? Yes, your your water, your fluid levels. There you levels. go, travel. I didn't know that. Yeah, I didn't know that. Penny, yeah, it always comes back well, to travel. That's why you can't put the shoes on on the plane. Do not wear yourself after travel. Yeah, we should put that as a, after every ticket. Yeah, Please you know that. when you take your shoes off and you put them back on right. and they're like tight. Never try that. I didn't know that. Yeah. It, I didn't know that it retains it to the extent that you would a, a noticeable difference. Oh yeah. I don't know. Okay, I have another question. So how how come people always complain about stomach aches on the airplane? Because the food's bad. Uh, maybe always, the equilibrium, like maybe the the. You know, we were talking about motion yeah, sickness. Sure. Yeah, like or, or the, something. They say food tastes differently, right? Tomato juice is what they recommend. Don't they recommend the tomato juice? I think oh, when really? you're flying. Food tastes really? Because, yeah, for some reason, the tomato juice doesn't isn't as changed on the palate. I love as that. Other foods that are. I actually heard from Chef Isaac Bernstein, executive chef at Pomegranate, that when you fly, food food does taste different. So weird. Yeah, I want to. I want to. I'd love to know that. I'm giving Beth a mission here. I am because I'm traveling in July. We're going to Switzerland, Madrid, and Israel to do some book signings and that cooking demos. That is so cool. Yeah, it's really, I know. So I'm calling him because I'm doing that <laughs> VIP treatment. Yeah, isn't that so I'm totally cool? Doing that, right? Um, yeah. So I'm traveling again. So I will. I usually like. Yeah, I don't even want to eat on the plane. I get very. Ugh. But I will now. I when I travel, I take a suitcase, a, a hand luggage. Full of food. Yeah, me too. My I go husband with my salad. is the biggest nasher on the planet. God bless him. But he like like he, he he likes to be healthy. I take with us sandwiches and salads and noodles for the kids and packets of tuna. Like I have this fe- number one. I have a fear of being hungry, and me we need t- to. You know, I'm like that too. I like to have food around me. Right. So even yeah. <laughs> even when we go on the plane, right? Yeah. Or the train when I went on the LIRR, I always have snacks with me. I love to eat when mm-hmm. I'm in motion, like to to. When you're going somewhere. When I'm going somewhere, eat on the train, eat on the boat. I don't know, like. A, don't they but I'm. Okay, where on the train? That you're not allowed food. Yeah, well, I don't know. They should have a food cart. I like take food, my... You know, they have like a no phone one. I have a... Oh, that's funny. Yeah, they should do a food one. Like on Harry Potter, the food cart that comes yeah, around yeah. the train. The ferry, you know the ferry by us and, and the Rockaway Ferry that goes to the city? They have... It's it's like the Long Island Railroad of ferries and there's a food cart that has like a bar. Wait, you can, can you just the say that again? I missed also. that whole... What Sorry, is ferry? The Rockaway Ferry. There's a ferry from Far Rockaway to... It goes from Beach 105 around there to the Manhattan. What? You know, oh you have God, to take do that. it. Let's do you it. Have to this do was that. a get paid trip. We have to do it. It's first of all, it's a, it's the nicest way to go into the city. <gasps> That's like the one in Deal in uh, the Highlands. It's goes beautiful. You, you first of all, you're taking. It's a 35 minute ferry. Naomi, uh, where have you been? I, I it's don't only, know. It's only recently. That last summer, we took the kids. My wife and I we took the kids on a Sunday. Met my brother from Staten Island in the city. And he took the ferry, and you took the ferry. He took the ferry from Staten Island. Yeah, it's it's first. So the ferry, that ferry. The reason I'm bringing it up Stop is that they the have presses. a food. food yeah. yeah, they have like a bar with food there. You can even buy a beer. You yeah, can get yeah, snacks. that's like the ferry in Jersey. Yeah. Okay, we. There you go. You know, we're just talking it's an, about. It's an MTA fair. We were just talking this morning what what we're going to plan for to this MTA coming weekend. Ferry? Yeah. Oh, so MTA fair. Did the you fair. know the CK? Two fifty. It's like an MTA card. No way. Oh yeah. no, no. The one in Jersey is not two fifty. No, it's two fifty. <laughs> it's a regular MTA. It's like forty dollars a ticket. Wow. Because New York City. 
That's I'm lucky. You should do that. Completely blown away by I've just learned something. I've learned a lot of things today. But that's very interesting. Very, mm-hmm. It drops you to a South, South Street Seaport right there. Yeah, I see all those ferries there. That's where the Jersey one leaves from. What we get is we get a lot of the traffic, people coming out to the island um, for the beaches. And we're schlepping into the city because we want to change the scenery. But it's it's beautiful. It's it's the nicest way to get to the city. Okay, I'm going to do this on my Instagram story. So I hope you all follow me. <laughs> <laughs> or you can find me at Naomi Nach. It's Naomi at NachumSiegel.com. Not Naomi Nachman at NachumSiegel.com because a lot of people are saying it was getting bounced. But it's because it's just Naomi. Okay, Naomi at NachumSiegel.com. We're going to talk about the giveaway in a second after this. But I'm going to put up the whole adventure on my Instagram to see what's going on with this because I think that's really cool. Yeah, yeah. It really is. Oh, wow. So you can take the – where do you park? Where do you drive? You could park – there's a parking lot there or you could park on the street. Along, in Far Rockaway. Uh, not in Far Rockaway. It's in like um, – it's in Arvern area, like 105th Beach where Channel Drive. Beach Channel Beach Drive. Beach Channel and maybe 105th Street or something like that. It's called the Rockaway Ferry. You could Google it. It's very – Okay, uh, I'm writing it down. It's a Rockaway Ferry. Rock away Ferry. <laughs> To NYC. I think that's hilarious. Uh, yeah, yeah, I guess so. Okay, I think we should have a group outing. We'll all meet there <laughs> and we'll do it. It's beautiful. Okay, cool. All right, excellent. Giveaway time, Beth. Yes, let's give away a book. Okay. All you guys out there who want a copy of Beth's book, you can buy it if you don't win it. Don't think that you're not going to be running to buy it. Yeah, it's gonna. It's also available in most major re- retailers, Barnes & Noble and Amazon and Barnes & Noble? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And if it's not in your specific Barnes & Noble, ask for it because they could get it. Can we get this into the some of the farm stores? Yeah, that we need to – they got to call me. I got to get into them. Okay. I think already if you ask for it because Jude- it's, Judeca- need a Jew- we need get a Jewish distribu- distributor who I'm looking for. Judaica Plus in the five towns is is our go-to yeah. farm store. So. Yeah, he's he's amazing. So um, – Remind me, I'll give you okay, that connection. Great. But this is um, going to be available on Amazon. It is already available. It is already available, available. Yeah. Um I buy a lot of things on Amazon. Oh, it's my life. Who doesn't? Yeah, my it's life. crazy. I like, bought the toothpaste the other day. The my door. Yeah. yeah. It's, like it, it's, like, it's like a shalach manas every week. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> every day I come home, the shalach manas waiting outside my door. But uh, you want to win a copy of this beautiful book? You have to email me, Naomi, at nachamsegel.com. To be in it to win it and follow Beth Warren. Yep, okay, Beth on underscore Warren. But people don't, some of our listeners don't have Instagram. Yep. So that's why I tell them, just email me, Naomi at yeah. And they also have a website if they need to be in touch, BethWarrenNutrition.com. Okay, it's very exciting. What are the don'ts of food? I don't know if we want to hear this, Penny. Yeah. <laughs> so that's what the thing should, I don't what really should we never eat I, I see I'm not say it straight no say my whole straight. thing is that I'm not really like that I just want you to to choose whole foods most often and that when you're looking at your plate or what you're eating in a day it should be mostly from plants it doesn't mean that it's vegan it just what means plant based plant based like in, for your starch to use butternut squash not always bread um, for you know to have salads for lunch and, and roasted vegetables with dinner or mix up salads and roasted vegetables in one thing then you put on it your protein. So there's chicken recipes in there. There's fish recipes in there. Um, there's egg, like eggs. Egg omelet is once a week. Um, once a week? Yeah, once oh, a week. My I, kids would have an egg every no, day. No, I rotated it. Well, you'll re- learn in the book how important rotation is. So, yeah, you get a smoothie one day a week, um, egg omelet one day a week, a chia pudding one day a week, um, oatmeal one day a week. So I switch it up because other, everyone says, I'm so bored. And like, wow, you're doing this a week. We're not bored. But they did switch it up. Okay, cool. And what the is, recipes also are switched up. What is one food you've never eaten? I'll tell you I yours. I eat anything. If you t- no, you don't understand. I would try anything because I just I like the experience of trying something. Okay, would uh, you eat never? a Vegemite sandwich? I don't even know what that is. Do you know what a Vegemite sandwich is? That's. Uh, it sounds like uh, bugs, insects, or something. Vegemite. Uh, ZK, have you ever had a Vegemite sandwich with me? No, he, he's saying no. I, I got. Keep, I, and keep it away from this studio. <laughs> Vegemite is is uh It's actually super healthy. Okay. If you guys know what it is, you know what I'm talking about. It's Australian. All right. It's made out of a yeast extract. Okay. It looks like chocolate, but it's the opposite. It's salty as all heck. And you have it with butter and toast. And it's every Australian kid grows that up on. That sound, doesn't sound so bad. I actually got- It's very umami. Yeah. Very umami, but Americans 
hate it. Well, I have, I have like a worse one. Um, I got asked for a media interview about supposedly there's a thing now with cockroach milk. What? Did huge. you? It's huge. Yeah. You, are you serious? Yeah. How do you about know about Vegemite this? Is because it's very high in protein. Yeah, I'm not the, yeah, you're the expert. So yeah, the, so I got asked about it, but supposedly it's not. They asked me if they think the trend's going to last. I said, first of all, I don't think people can get over the fact that it's from a cockroach. <laughs> Second of all, um, it's not sustainable at all. You need to like kill like hundreds of cockroach for like a teeny thing of milk. Anyway, my point is, is that I brought it up to a client. I was working with a picky eater, um, a girl in high school, and we were just chatting, and I said how... A lot of times when I eat and I was teaching her that you just do it for the experience. So it's okay if you don't like it. But sometimes you just take something from the experience. Just try So then I mentioned today I was asked about cockroach milk. And I said the truth is I don't think it's kosher or anything like that. But because from a bug. But if I would try it. I would just try. I would try anything just to try it. Because you're not going to know until you try it. But then I I don't think I would ever try it again. Right. So I've definitely tried a lot of things. I do draw the line at maybe. Cockroach milk? Oh, well, it's not kosher. There's nothing to talk about right. for us as, right. as Orthodox Jews. But you know that I've never eaten Entenmann's? I know. You told me that last time. I was I, I lived on those, and I talk about this in my book, how I was raised with all this junk food. Um, I lived on those. Okay, okay. I've had Entenmann cookies. I've never in my life had an Entenmann's cake. because ha- pound cake? Uh-huh. I had the chocolate, and I used to take off the, yeah, the whole. Take the yeah, because it was like a it, solid right peel. Off. Why oh, would you eat? Naomi. Okay, wait. I grew up with nothing hot. Ha- most food is not kosher, right? right? If you wanted cake, you made it yourself, right? So I grew up with homemade food. Right. So you wanted Chinese food? Mum and Dad whipped up Chinese food. My parents are like very serious foodies. Um, but the idea of cake in a box that could last for a year and a half in a yeah, box on a shelf. I know. Shelf, well, now I, can't, now I can't think. Yeah, I can't, now I can't think how I did it. I was it. like this my whole life, though. No, But I do love, you know, I've still had plenty of Coke. I haven't had soda in a long time. Yeah. A lot of my foodie friends who have really influenced me in their health have not had soda. I now that's drink good. a ton of seltzer. So that's my new Coke. Yes. What do you recommend for sweets like that, like desserts? And well, so first of all, I give a um, selection of what I call clean treats. So all that means is that you still got to count them, but it's made with like coconut oil, coconut sugar, those kinds. Because I do endorse, I explain it in the beginning of the book how important it is to treat yourself. But in the actual 21 days, the way I fit it in was that once a week you do a treat. So... I gave options if people still want to quote unquote keep healthy with it, but I actually talk about in the chapters that I don't get involved with people's choice of a treat because it defeats the whole purpose. So if you want your Entenmann square, I just don't say <laughs> not for you. Um, I just you know don't say anything because I want you to just have your moment and then you know appreciate it and 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 get through it. I actually talk about in the book how that was from. The Talmud, actually, two a few clients told me that, and they're like, "Oh, you know, that's in the Talmud." And the first person, I was like, "Oh, okay, cool," you know. Um, then the, a couple more people told me, so I said, "What is this?" So supposedly it's um, Paspasala. They they called it that when um, they were. The story is that when the Kwanim or whoever, I don't even know, I don't, I don't know this stuff, but when <laughs> in Yom Kippur through the desert, they were worried that they would be, get hungry and they wouldn't, or thirsty, and they wouldn't be able to make it through the desert. I think they had to throw the goat off the cliff, something. That's from Yom Kippur davening, yeah, right? Yeah, something, something like that. Anyway, the point was is that um, they said, don't worry, at each stop, you'll have bread and water to drink. And they said that not ever once did they stop to take the bread and water because they knew it was there. So... There's a great quote in my book. I don't even know it by heart, but it's a great quote about how it's telling you that the more tempting something is or the more restricted something is, the more you want it. And the more allowed it is, the less likely you are to eat it. So then I take that step further in my book. I say, even if you eat it once, but it's mindful, like you'll be okay. So it's actually, that's the whole point of the kosher girl theme is that a lot of this stuff has been a part of our lifestyle, um, but we just didn't, didn't take it to be relevant to food. Wow. I know. It's pretty deep. It's great. Right? It's, Gotta it's, read it. it's great. It's, it's, it's a Shabbat read. That's what I say. Shabbat. You know, by the way, Beth is Syrian. That's yes. why she has a slightly different accent, accent. when yeah, you speak Hebrew. That. Shabbat. Yeah. I say Shabbat. Shabbat. I, I say I, Shabbat yeah, or people say Shabbos. But yeah, we have all three here. I'm Shabbos, you're Shabbat, and she's Shabbat. 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 I, love, I love Syrian food. <gasps> did you guys see that we did, me and Beth did a kosher.com video? Yep, we made Gebre. <laughs> you got it I right. Say it, I say it right. It's <laughs> so good. Yeah, that it's was so a twist good. on the, actually the classic, but yeah. It, it was, was good. Great. I love, I want to make it again. I haven't had a chance to make it so in a while. Yum. The only food I can make right now is food from my cookbook. I know. 
I'm just recipe testing. Be over soon. I'm excited. Yeah. I love doing a cookbook, uh, but it's just really intense. Like uh, my head is spinning. You know, I got a lot going on, and I'm about to start photography. So yeah. that's really intense. Miriam Pascal is coming. We loaded. I was saying before, we loaded up all the stuff um, from her stu- photography studio to bring it to the five towns and. Just going to be, it's going to be really then once intense. Once it's over, it's the most accomplishing feeling. Ever. Right, I know. I love, I love Perfect for Face. I, I, yeah. I, it's great. So I'm still looking for a name for this book. So guys, I need it. It's not a Pesach book, but um, it's food. It, you know what my book's about? Food travel, food inspired by my travels. See, go. it's it's really oh, exciting. Okay, well that it's helps. Got it crazy down. things in there. Stuff that has not been seen. Um, that's cool. And and also regular stuff. I mean, you know. Right. Got regular stuff. I got a few. Right, because like I, I went to a restaurant in Brooklyn. And, oh, I forgot the name. And I saw some Mexican dishes on there and I was so impressed. And then when I tasted it, I was like, this isn't spicy. And he's like, yeah, we got too much feedback that it was too spicy. So I was like, so it's not Mexican anymore. <laughs> right, right, right. But they, the consumers are not I Mexican. Know. The consumers are Ashkenazic I or. So I know. just feel like, yeah. You got to ease the Jewish palate into ease it. Right. It. Actually, but speak, I love spicy. I, I went the other day to the Mio, the hibachi grill in Queens. I didn't That's give them fun. a shout out in the beginning, but that was fun. Yeah. But, I, you know, it's not so authentic Japanese. Right. They I want to eat. They all water it down, I think. Don't give me falafel things. in Paris. I can go to Israel for a good falafel. Uh-huh. I get and you. I, it happened to me. <laughs> we once we went to Paris 20 years ago falafel. on points. Um, they lost our – great story. That United lost our luggage, and they gave us, like – 80,000 points each. And my kids were still little at the time. I had a family friend coming. Uh, and my cousin came from Australia. She goes, why don't I watch your kids and you guys go to Paris and London? Because wow. we had friends in both places. Wow. So we had free accommodation and I had free tickets. So always literally spending money. And it was really before the foodie explosion yeah. but we, where we stayed with our friends. He was a big foodie. He took us all over Paris. To, you get your challah from here, your dips from here. You eat fish at this restaurant, oh, meet. but then he had to go away on business and his wife had to go to Israel for family simcha. So we were in Paris by ourselves in their apartment. We had to find food for dinner. So many great choices there. And we ended up eating shawarma in Paris. Yeah. It was very good shawarma and they have a lot of Moroccan Jews, a French, yeah. right? Uh, French. French, French, French Moroccan yeah. Jews in Paris. So it was well, delicious. I to Israel now, right. Yeah. yeah. This was in 1999, yeah. November 1999. But I always joke, I, I don't want to eat. I always come back to that line, I don't want to eat chuam in Paris. I want to eat the local food. And when I was in Bangkok, I got to eat pad thai yeah. and tom sum salad. Like, give me the local food. Yeah, so. I hear you. I had a falafel when I was in Israel last year. I plan to do it again. Right. So I also Well, like that's that. what you're supposed to have yeah, falafel Yeah, no, but like I'm saying fried and all that. I did the whole give me everything on it but I waited um, more till the end so I wasn't inclined to have it every day right <laughs> I just would push it till the end oh there's nothing like falafel where yeah. where where is the craziest food place that you have gone to around well, the world we in my wife and I were in Thailand um, and so yeah it was primarily the restaurant there was had had that you know falafel and things like that but I, I did notice though that there was a lot more the flavoring the, the flavor. spicing was very different Right. Um, so Even I, although I do agree, probably wasn't as authentic as going on the street corners and and getting that food. But you definitely the, you could sell the spices and the way that they're making things are just very different. Yeah. Right. Uh. A lot only in America is the food overly processed. We were in we were in Italy ten years ago or something, and we went to uh, Pompeii to the um, to the ruins there, and they had a cafe there. And the food wasn't just hamburgers and hot dogs at the cafe. It was beautifully presented, fresh food, wow. lasagnas. Yeah. Cannellonis, like in America, at our hot dog, at our we have sandwich shops at our yeah. at our yeah. gift shops or you know food places at at museums, and this was magnificent. So really, Americans are very into the processed food, yeah. and the Europeans and Israelis and you know. yeah. I used to work somewhere in Brooklyn, and there was a little there's this old Israeli couple that had a little storefront that they were, she used to make lafa and and um, hummus and I used to love going in there just because she was hidden away in the middle of Brooklyn somewhere but she was in the back and it was like you'd step back 50 years and you knew that she was making the hummus grinding the chickpeas like it tasted it just tastes much different when it's you know she's using a recipe probably right. from uh, 100 years ago right that's what yeah. you want that's really what you want okay guys our hour is up don't forget Yay. to do our giveaway uh, Naomi at nachamsegel.com for Beth's book or and follow you have to try to do both if you can um we had Penny from Get Paid. Wow, all that travel information. You guys can reach out to them at Get Paid, P-E-Y-D. Get Paid at uh, getpaid.com. Beth Warren, you can find her on Instagram, on her website, her brand new awesome book. 
um, which one of you will get to hopefully win in the next yeah. week or so. We'll, uh, we're going to announce it via Instagram or via email. Wishing everybody Shabbat Shalom. Happy eating. Take care. We've got music sponsored by our friends at Kedem up until Lichbenching. And Mark Zomik is up next. Shabbos Music Mix. Good Shabbos.